The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, on this Sunday, the 27th of August, I'm joined again by Jason Porter. Well, Jason, it's nice to catch up with you. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Well, pensions are likely to be the main source of income when a UK retiree moves to France. How are they taxed? Um, Yes, pensions, very important source of income for retirees. In France, UK pensions will be taxed as an income stream, so tax to income tax in France. They do give you a small relief uh, against that. Um, Depending on how much pension income there is, that relief can can rise to a maximum of uh, €3,858 per household, uh, and that's added in like a a reduction to the taxable sum that you have. The UK-France Double Tax Treaty again calculates the liability and where that liability arises. So a UK state retirement pension that you receive at uh, pensionable age, now 66, 67, 68, depending upon when you were born, um, that, if you've moved to France, will be taxable in France, not in the UK. A pension from a uh, from the UK government, so if you've worked in local government or the army or whatever, those type of pensions, they're always taxable in the UK and not in France. So they're always taxable where they originate from, not where you're living. Always taxable in the UK, not France. But what that does do is that pushes, um, they, they do include that in France in your calculation, much like we talked about with the rental income, and pushes the other income up to, to be taxed at higher rates. When it comes to um, other forms of pension, so when we're looking at uh, private pensions, UK private pensions, which in the UK would be SIPs, self-invested pension plans, or would be or company schemes, company pensions, they're always taxable where you're located, not where the pension is originating from. So if you're living in France, those two pensions are taxable in France, not in the UK. So you can see the division between the four main types of pension and where they're taxable. We talked previously about estate and inheritance taxes. I presume if a UK expatriate moves to France, they'll have more succession issues to consider. Uh, They will, because in living in France, then potentially their worldwide uh, assets, their worldwide wealth, would potentially then be liable to in-state inheritance taxes in France. Um, Now, France is one of the few countries that the UK has a double tax treaty with, in, in respect of inheritance tax. It's one of the few we have. So there are rules there about what is taxable, where where the liabilities are payable, etc. Um, now, there is quite a few conflicts between the UK and France uh, in terms of uh, the liability. And this all comes down to, again, civil law, common law countries and the divergence of the, the legal process and divergence of rules. Um, the UK decides if someone is liable to inheritance tax in the UK on the basis of what they call domicile. And this is something that's quite peculiar to common law countries. It is basically where were you born, where were your parents from, have you lived your whole life in the UK? And if that is the position that your parents are from the UK, you were born in the UK and you lived in the UK apart from moving to France um, uh, whenever, then the UK will be your place of domicile. You can change your domicile to a domicile of choice, but that is quite difficult to do 
uh, it, uh, it, it nowadays uh, because the UK tax authorities have made that much more difficult. But if you have a UK domicile, then you will be liable in the UK potentially to worldwide to inheritance tax on a worldwide basis in the UK, even though you may not be living there. From a French perspective, theirs is basically on residence. So if you're residing in France, then again, potentially you're liable there on a worldwide basis. So you can see the necessity for a, a double tax treaty in respect of just inheritance tax. Um, the succession laws between the two countries are quite different as well. Um, so in France, you have what we call a forced airship system coming down from the Napoleonic years where effectively assets are meant to go to children on a fixed percentage depending upon how many children there are and there's only a certain percentage of the estate which you can go straight to the spouse and in the UK you have testamentary freedom through a will to pass your assets to whoever you want so again you can see a conflict there in the rules now European succession regulation in 2015 something the EU devised and introduced is meant to simplify that whole process and allow a UK national living in France to say in a will in France I would like my assets to be passed on the basis of my law of nationality which would be the UK which would allow them then to say in their will I want my assets to go to this person and that person rather than how they're supposed to go under the forced airship rules in France. Now that's fantastic but the only issue is that the French have tried to overlay an additional piece of legislation on top of that to allow those forced airship beneficiaries who are going to lose out to actually say no I really want my share and I should be compensated for losing out. So that piece of legislation will probably make its way through the European courts and the European Court of Justice which is probably going to take 10 to 12 years for that to happen. So it's a bit of a conflicting, difficult situation in France at the moment, certainly for those individuals that are buying a property, and even more so for those people that are moving to France. It is you need to um, establish your position in terms of how you want to pass your assets before you go so that you can make your law, your, your will, write your will accordingly and make sure that you can take benefit from any other means of passing assets to children or to friends and family as you wish that allow you to use other vehicles to do that. And there are various investment vehicles in France that effectively sidestep the French legal system to allow you to pass assets on. You can buy property you can, in certain ways which allow you to make reservations for a spouse. You can have different property regimes, marital property regimes, again, that, that allow you to reserve uh, a property for a spouse during her life. So that kind of thing you can do to help the situation um, but it's being aware of what you can and can't do and managing the situation accordingly so that you can have the best benefit for you and the best situation for you um, should should uh, one of you pass away in the future. Over the past few years, we've seen a debate in the UK on whether a wealth tax could be a means of covering the ever-increasing cost of the national health and social system. France has had a form of wealth tax for years. Can you give us a quick outline? Uh, yeah, and, and actually the wealth tax in France would be far more draconian than it is uh, if um, President Macron hadn't restricted its application in 2018. Uh, it now only applies to real estate, uh, and it's real estate on a worldwide basis. Uh, but it only applies to real estate when previously it applied to a lot wider band of assets and investments and meant potentially that the people's exposure was much higher than it is now. Non-residents are only liable to uh, French uh, wealth tax 
on French Citus real estate. So there's no liability to a UK property, whatever. It's only if they've bought a property in France, if they're not living in France, it's only that actual French piece of real estate that they're potentially liable on. When that individual moves to France, then for the first five years, he remains only exposed to wealth tax in France on that French real estate. Once those five years are passed, he becomes potentially liable to wealth tax on his worldwide real estate. Now, thereafter, uh, the wealth tax is based upon the household. So assets are both, uh, both spouses, both people in the couple. There is a 1.3 million euro exemption. But if the value of real estate exceeds that amount, then the wealth tax becomes payable on anything over €800,000. So a bit of a kind of strange basis of calculating that out there. Uh, for that first tranche of real estate, it's liable at 0.5%, and gradually the rate goes up to 1.5%, but that's only on real estate of more than €10 million, Euros, so it won't impact that many people. But if you, see, if you look at this as like an additional form of an, an annual tax, you can see that actually for those people that are what we describe as asset-rich, income-poor, so in this case, real estate-rich, income-poor, wealth tax can actually be quite a burden and can actually hit people quite hard on, on that basis. Now, there is a, a way you can actually reduce your wealth tax liability, which is um, you'll only pay wealth tax uh, depending upon the level of your income and the taxes that you pay on that income. So if a combination of your income tax, social charges, and wealth tax is above a certain percentage of your taxable income, then you won't pay any more wealth tax over that amount. So it becomes tax efficient to minimise what is your income that is deemed to be taxable. And there are various structures in France that you can use to effectively hold capital, hold investments and draw down on to live, which produce a minimum amount of taxable income for the amount that you can withdraw from to live off. So on that basis, that becomes tax efficient, not just from an income tax perspective and is a tax efficient that way, but also from a wealth tax perspective, it becomes a very efficient vehicle to hold. They also have significant inheritance tax benefits as well. So those kind of vehicles, which are assurance Vs, as they were known uh, or are known, are very, very useful from various different tax points of view. Many thanks, Jason. And of course, listeners can go to the website, which is blevinsfranks.com. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Focusing on the big picture. At Blevins Franks, our financial advisors take a holistic approach. We get to know our clients, your family situation and objectives, and our integrated advice covers tax and estate planning, savings and investments, and pensions. We aim to consolidate many of your assets, keeping things simple for you and your family and heirs. Get in touch with your local Blevins Franks advisors today. Visit BlevinsFranks.com. That's BlevinsFranks.com. <laughs> 